Hello everyone and welcome to High Impact Republic, the podcast where we inspire you to see the truth, elevate your level of thinking and discover the keys to living a high impact life. In each episode, we will delve into a variety of topics designed to help you make actionable progress in your personal and professional growth. I am your humble host, Agozie Okechukwu. Thank you for listening and let's get started. Alright, so jumping into today's episode, we'll be looking at a topic titled How Self-Image Shapes Your Identity and Your Life. How Self-Image Shapes Your Identity and Your Life. So this topic was inspired by the book Psycho-Cybernetics, written by Maxwell Maltz. The book is a classic self-help book that provides practical techniques for improving self-image and self-esteem, which can generally help one to have a better outlook, happiness, success, wiring and configuration concerning life. So that's where this topic was, and the inspiration for this topic was gotten. The book is titled Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. You can check it out. It's a very fantastic book to read, and it will help you see how our lives basically get influenced by self-image and everything we do, every action we take basically emanates from our self-image and how we perceive and see ourselves. Pay attention to this next statement. Human beings will always act, feel and perform in accordance with what they imagine to be true about themselves and their environment. I'll say that again. Human beings will always act, feel, and perform in accordance with what they imagine to be true about themselves and their environment. How we perceive and see ourselves is ultimately how our lives will turn out. The way you perceive and see yourself is ultimately how your life will turn out. You can never do anything beyond a particular picture you have about yourself no matter how you try no matter what you do it's like you are drawing a sling as you pull the sling it will still no matter how far you pull the sling it will still return back to its original state the default state that is exactly what the statement is trying to tell us your actions your performances your feelings are tied to an image you have about yourself and you cannot go beyond that image we are not wired to do that if you have not seen yourself as a doctor you can never become a doctor if you have not seen yourself to be a millionaire or person of value you can never get to that level so it's good that we understand this statement before we go into the series of things that we just like an introduction of what we are going to be discussing in today's episode So we will be looking at what is self-image, the origin of self-image, the importance and strategies to cultivating a positive self-image. And by the end of this episode, it's our trust and belief that listeners would have gotten a better understanding of the power of self-image and how it can impact their lives in both positive and negative ways. So we are going to explore this in detail as we go on. 
Okay, so the first question is what is self-image? Imagine a scenario where someone or a kid walked up to you and asked you to please define self-image for me. Uh, what would be your response? You know, so briefly, self-image is an idea you have of yourself. It's like the mental picture you hold of who you are and what you are capable of. That's just a simple definition of what self-image is. It's an image you have about yourself, a mental picture you hold of who you are and what you are capable of. Self-image will always regulate your imaginations, your, your whole system entirely to always perform at a particular accepted standard. So anytime you go above what your self-image is, it will start ringing the alarm bells that you are stepping out of your comfort zone, you are stepping out of who you are not. That's exactly what self-image does or the idea behind self-image. Self-image is not just a reflection of who we are, but also a driving force behind the decisions we make and the actions we take. It is shaped by various factors, you know, including our upbringing, our experiences, relationship, societal influences, and so on. Our self-image also has a profound impact on our thoughts, on our emotions and behavior. If we have a positive self-image, as a matter of fact, we tend to think positively about ourselves, feel more confident, and also exhibit behaviors that reflect self-assuredness. On the other hand, if we have a negative self-image, we basically tend to think negatively about ourselves. You feel more anxious about the event and you exhibit behaviors that reflect low self-esteem. So, a positive self-image helps us to think positively, see ourselves in a better picture, whereas negative self-image tries to portray us as being inadequate, having low self-esteem and makes you uncomfortable and anxious all the time. Our self-image and our habits also tend to go hand in hand, according to some research that has been done on this topic. If you can change your self-image, the way you perceive yourself, automatically you start changing the other, which is the habits. If you can change the way you perceive or the mental picture you have about yourself, it will force you to start changing the things you do so that you can bring that mental, new mental picture into reality and automatically it starts changing your habit. You know the word habit originally means gamut or clothing from the Latin word. It means literally garments worn by our personality. So whenever you hear habits, you see it as what you are wearing, what your personality is wearing. And that idea also emanates from self-image. It is from your self-image that you form series of habits. You form series of actions. If you see yourself as someone that is shy, you will not make any effort to relate with people. You will form a habit along that thought pattern. If you see yourself as someone that is extroverted, automatically your habit will project that self-image you already have. So habits come from this aspect of our lives which is self-image and they work hand in hand in influencing our actions the way we behave the way we see the world and the way we interact with it so the next thing to explore here is the origin of self-image 
you know, self-image is shaped by various factors, including our upbringing, our experiences, social interactions, and beliefs. Self-image is also a product of learning. Early childhood influences, such as parents, caregivers, they also have a major influence on our self-image. They are like, you know, mirrors reflecting back to us an image of ourselves. Our experiences with others, such as teachers, friends, and family, also add to the image that is already set for us. It begins to develop in our childhood as a matter of fact. So self-image starts developing from when we were children. And as we grow older, we start to internalize these messages and create a mental picture of who we are and what we are capable of. It is important to recognize at this point that our self-image is not fixed. It's something that we can change. It's something that we can improve on. But the general idea behind the origin of self-image is that it started from people around us when we were at our formative years. You know, it did not just start from... We did not have any say, so to say, when it comes to the origin of how our self-image came about. Our self-image majorly started off from the people that took care of us when we were small. The things that they told us, oh, don't do this, don't act like this. This is the way you are meant to talk. Don't be too extroverted. Be respectful. This and that. So all those informations and all those instances, they created our self-image. So when we now grow up and become adults, we already have special preferences. We already have prejudices. We already have the way we think. I don't like short people. I don't like tall guys. I don't like this type of character and so on. All these things were as a result of how we were brought up. The things that our parents and so many other people that have already listed told us when we were growing up, when we did not know better. And all these things have a way of forming an image for us. And it is through that image that we now see the world that we engage. So that is basically where self-image comes from. So there is a high probability that if the people around you when you were growing up did not know better, there is a high probability that you turn out like them. If they had the wrong set of information, there is also a high probability that you turn out with wrong sets of information except you start working on those you know belief system and those informations that were not true but if you carry them and keep on moving with it you find out that it will automatically dictate how you live your life it will tell you how to choose what not to choose who to talk to how to react to your social environment how you see yourself and how the world sees you and a whole lot of other things so the summary is that the origin of self-image started from when we are small, our upbringing, our experiences, social interactions, and our belief system. You know, one of my mentors, unluckily, Shorino, used to say something very profound. He used to tell us that the last time you were yourself is a second after you were born. He's trying to also portray what self-image is. The last time you were yourself actually is a second after you were born because the second after you were born, you were handed over to adults who poured whatever they knew into you. So how we came into this world actually has different stages. We came in, we were born innocent. From that innocent stage, we became victims of the people around us. We became victims of the people around us. 
Then from that victim state, it now started forming our preferences. They told us what they know. They told us their level of understanding. They poured it directly in us. From that preference, we now have our prejudices, your likes and dislikes, your hobbies, your preferences, and the rest. Then from that prejudices, we now have our personality. So you can see that when we came into this world, we are born innocent. We moved into the hands of adults, became victims. From that state, we started having our preferences. From that state, we started building up our prejudices, how we judge things. And from that state, it formed our personality. And our personality is actually the real picture of who we are. And that's where self-image resides. So your personality is a representation of who you are. And like I said initially, whatever you do, your actions, your inactions, and the rest, they all come from a picture of who you are and what you can do and what you cannot do. The next thing for us to look at is the importance of self-image. The importance of self-image. Why is it necessary to take a look at this aspect of our lives? What benefit will it um, avail us? And I'm sure you must have heard about this popular quote, which says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It is one of the truest statements you can ever, very simple and so profound. You know, whether we like it or not, you at your present level right now is what you have in your image in terms of how you see yourself. What you are experiencing Maybe some other factors would have added to it, but the truth is you cannot go beyond how you think or perceive yourself to be. It, it is a law of nature and it has been proven time without number over and over again. Your imagination, you can call it some school of thought, thought call it imagination, some school of thought, call it perception, some call it our instinct and they, they've given it so many names but the general idea is that you cannot go beyond the level of how you think or perceive yourself to be in your heart your self-image will always determine if you see yourself as somebody that is not bright if they bring in 10 20 50 teachers to lecture you and instruct you that self-image will fight whatever they are pouring in you and bring you back to your state of that belief that you are not bright and like i said so many research has been done concerning this and it has proven that you can't really do much beyond how you see yourself your self-image is crucial because it affects your thoughts your feelings and behavior if you have a positive self-image you are likely going to have positive thoughts emotions and actions on the other hand also if you have a negative self-image you are more likely to experience negative thoughts emotions and actions you know take for instance a student who believes that they are intelligent and capable is more likely to take on challenging academic tasks and persist in the face of setback ultimately achieving their result this is for somebody that believes that they are intelligent there are self-images of the type that I can do this. But on the other hand, a student who believes that they are dull will likely not be able to take on any serious ac academic task and vice versa. It's practical. If you perceive that you can't, then that's your state. 
that is what will manifest so no matter the effort no matter the external influences that your state of mind will be the last outcome except if you decide to rethink it and maybe take steps to correct whatever negative thoughts you've built up over time so the next thing for us to look at is strategies for improving self-image We've already looked at the origin of self-image, the definitions, and the importance of self-image. And now we are taking a look at some of the strategies we can use to actually improve our self-image because we are all work in progress. We always need to improve on what we perceive ourselves to be. Nobody has it all figured out yet. So there is always an opportunity for us to improve no matter how good we become as human beings, no matter how efficient our self-image is there is always an opportunity for us to even become better so as a matter of fact self-image can be improved upon depending on what we feed our imaginations and belief system this basically entails changing or improving our mental picture if you are the type that sees yourself as somebody that is not worth it you are not intelligent you are not beautiful and so on it is time for you to start playing games with your mind. You can start telling your mind that you are the most intelligent person on earth. You are the most beautiful person you have ever come across. It may be difficult at the beginning because you already have a system running, a software running, which is the opposite. You've always known yourself to be unintelligent. You've always perceived yourself to be, you know, ugly. Now you're trying to so change it your system will definitely fight it. But it's something that you can improve over time if you insist and persist on bringing in a new software into your system. Uh, this can be achieved through maybe trying to reframe negative self-talk. You know that instance where you are telling yourself all those negative remarks, maybe people treated you in a particular way, you start reassuring yourself, yes, yeah, this, is, this is just who I am. I am not enough. Stop pitying, patting yourself, you know, and feeling sorry for yourself. You can actually re-engineer it by changing all those negative self-talk and reassuring yourself that you are enough, that you are okay, that nothing is wrong with you. If you are the type that fights, you replace it with the other positive aspect of that thing. If you are the type that sees yourself as ugly, you can actually replace it with telling yourself that you are beautiful. If you are the type that sees yourself as unintelligent, you can start telling yourself that you are intelligent. And at the initial stage, it won't cost you anything to do that. You've already been losing all this while, so it, it won't really cost you anything to just change how you think. Consistently and over time, you find out that your body system will start readjusting to this new set of image that you are trying to impress on it. The next thing you can do to improve your self-image is also to uninstall the old software in you. Start seeing yourself differently. Even though your reality may not agree to your imagination at that moment, but if you keep at it, it will readjust over time. It's just like the system that we all use. You can buy a brand new system and it will be serving you effectively over time you discover that the software is no longer optimal it's slow it's not responding as an when do you what you need to do is to uninstall that software and install a new one and once you do that you find out that the system is revitalized or maybe you do an update 
or maybe you you clear off all the virus that has you know entered the system you find out that the system is refreshed again and that's exactly what we need to also do if you have a negative self-image you need to take time to uninstall it may not be as fast as uninstalling a software in a computer but it's something that can be uninstalled over time if you do that consistently start feeding yourself with positive affirmations feeding yourself with positive imaginations and changing your belief system over time you find out that that old software will be uninstalled and the new one will take over you literally need to sit down and create a new mental picture of what you want to become and what you want out of life and then focus on that picture and once you focused on that picture you block off any negative thought that tries to contradict what that new image is of course you can't achieve this without meditation that's why meditation is important if you have read or listened to any self-improvement or self-development system there will be a point they will definitely mention meditation you need to constantly tune into that silent zone where you imagine what you can become because in the image imagination realm there is no obstacle you can be anything you want to be in your imagination that's how beautiful imagination is if you want you can become the president of the whole world in your imagination and nobody will fight you but you know you can't try it in real life in your imagination you can have believe you can be the richest man in your imagination but nobody can do anything about it it's your imagination so you have to constantly meditate you have to constantly meditate on that positive image you want to come into your reality and that is the only way to keep the picture in your mind and gradually replace the old picture you have of yourself then you can also go a step further by challenging yourself to do the things that you've never done before those things that makes you afraid or the things that you feel you can't do make an attempt to do them even if you fail still keep on making that attempt you find out that one day your failures will just be a step that you are climbing you are climbing from zero to maybe the fifth step to the sixth to the tenth and before you know it you will stop failing in that aspect then the next thing you also need to do to improve your self image is to surround yourself with positive influences it cannot be overemphasized the need for us to surround ourselves with people that always believe in us they uplift us and support us and not those who will bring us down the beautiful thing about surrounding ourselves with people that will give us positive vibes is because we are not meant to do life alone we are not ideally self-made we all need people around us community around us support system around us to thrive nobody is an island is a popular saying and that's true nobody is actually an island so the beautiful thing there is even if you fail once you have people around you that believes in you they will help you to forge on they will help you to keep coming back even when there is no need for you to come back so once you have your fans around you maybe your family members your spouse your friends that believe in your dream it will add extra energy for you but a situation where you are hitting the whole thing alone nobody is encouraging you you fail you pick yourself up 
you require extra energy to be able to achieve anything on your own if at all you end up achieving so the importance of surrounding ourselves with positive influences is very very key if we are to change and improve our self-image so in conclusion um like a summary self-image is like a critical factor for shaping our identity and our life you know by developing a positive self-image like we've all agreed we can overcome limiting beliefs achieve our goals and live a fulfilling life and i hope with the little instances and insights we've explored it has been helpful in terms of providing insights into the importance of self-image and strategies for improving it. I highly recommend that book I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz is a very, very good and information-packed book. It will help us to really see a different angle to this whole self-image and how we can use it to utilize a lot in our lives. And I want to believe that we've gotten something out of this episode and we're looking forward to seeing us again in the next episode. Thank you for listening and bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please like, share, subscribe to our channel on whichever platform you are listening from. Also send us your feedback if you have any. And until the next episode, keep living a high-impact life. Bye for now.